Welcome to the Chapman CG podcast series, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. I'm Varga Nyeke, Senior Director at Chapman CG with ASEAN Responsibility. One of the biggest challenges for learning and development leaders has always been how to create a culture of learning to unleash the potential of the employees and create an engaging learning environment. Today, I'm delighted to be with Ivy Yap, who is the Group Head of Learning at OCBC Bank, which is the longest established Singapore bank and the second largest financial services group in Southeast Asia. It's consistently ranked among the world's top 50 safest banks. Ivy heads up the OCBC campus, the only corporate city campus in Singapore. There, she and her team nurture an organization of lifelong learners. I remember when Ivy showed me around the OCBC campus shortly after its opening a few years ago. We have stayed connected ever since. She has also co-hosted a very engaging learning and talent leaders roundtable with Chapman CG at the campus a few years ago. Hello and welcome, Ivy. Thanks a lot for joining me today. Thank you very much, Vagin. Happy to be on the chat. Please tell us more about what's been the main focus of your role over the last few years. We have spoken so many times over the last few years, and you know that one of the biggest challenges for me and my team has always been how to create a culture of learning. You know, I don't believe personally that the job of an L&D team is to pour content into people. I believe it is really about creating an environment that unleashes our natural inborn desire to learn a desire that you could say has been schooled out of us. At campus, we believe that people will learn if there are three things present in a learning environment. We got to these three principles after many years of practicing what we do every day at the campus. And and these learning design principles are, are quite simply three. We call these number one, autonomy. The second principle is that of mastery. And the third is of relatedness. If I could just spend a little bit of time on each of these, autonomy simply means that people get the power to choose what they want to sign up for. Mastery happens when the learning is calibrated to be just enough of a challenge to motivate people, not too easy that it becomes boring or too difficult that they start to give up. I'm sure we can relate to that that element. And finally, relatedness simply means that learning, as we all know, never takes place in a vacuum, but it always happens in a social setting with others learning from you and you learning from them. So that creation of a learning culture, which is underpinned by these three core learning design principles has really been the focus for myself and the team for the last few years. And I think I'm, we're really, really chuffed that we have managed to get this far and, and achieve some level of clarity around the anchor pillars, which will drive us forward for the next few years. Thank you. It's very interesting to use those three principles, and I agree with you. And I know that you and your team are running several innovative programs at the moment. Can you give us a general overview to the Mentor Me program and what inspired its creation, please? Yeah, Mentor Me is such a special program to me and my team. It is an eight-month-long mentoring program and is specially dedicated to the young women executives in the bank. It was actually inspired, as most such things are, by casual conversations over tea and coffee, but it was inspired by the concept of slipstreaming. 
It's a bit of an aviation concept, but the idea is that a lead object creates a slipstream for others to travel more easily in its wake. And therefore, Mentomy is all about senior leaders creating a slipstream for younger executives. Mentomy has all three design elements that I spoke about earlier built into it. But perhaps, uh, let me just speak about the principle of autonomy. So we decided to experiment with making participation in Mentomy purely voluntary for both mentors and mentees. Uh, that's kind of revolutionary when you think about the way most mentoring programs are designed in large organizations. There are no tapping on shoulders here or hand-picking people we think would make good mentees or mentors. People who were keen to be mentors or mentees just raised their hands and said, yeah, I want to be part of Mentor Me. Of course, when we started this program, we were really afraid that no one would sign up. After all, it was an intensive eight-month-long program and God knows how busy people are. But that first year alone, we had 60 mentees sign up and 21 mentors. And that was more than we could accommodate, actually. So we went on to run a very successful first run of Mentor Me. And it seemed that autonomy was a good design principle from, from that one experiment. Since then, we have made autonomy a design principle in many, many of our programs. And I have to tell you this, Vargin, that each time we are amazed by the positive response we get when you simply give people the power to choose. It's so unique to hear that Mentor Me was purely voluntary, Ivy. It's definitely revolutionary and it's great to hear the, the success of this program. How about the business? How did the business respond to the program and how did the individuals develop during the program and since their involvement in it? Well, I suppose they say that the proof of the pudding is in its eating. So I'm happy to say that Mentor Me is in its third edition. So we run one every year. So we're in our third year. And every year we get more mentors and mentees. And that's pretty amazing when you think of the fact that this is purely voluntary and we get very, very positive word of mouth generating greater interest year on year. And the special thing is many mentors actually return for subsequent runs. And many of our mentees tell very heartwarming stories of how you know, their mentors have impacted their lives and challenged them to grow in ways they would not have done themselves. And likewise, the mentors themselves speak about how this program curiously enough, allows them to fill a bigger life purpose and to give back to others. And, you know, because the relationship is between the pairs, the mentees themselves also become reverse mentors to the senior leaders. That was something we didn't expect, honestly, but we're really happy that it happened. Many of these young mentees, because of how they have benefited from mentor me, they vouch that in time they want to become mentors to others. So this is really one of the reasons why we are so attached and proud of this program because it's really beautiful when leaders build more leaders. And each year, you know, we see that the network just keeps growing. And over time, we hope that this will slowly create a culture of mentoring that is sustainable within the OCBC bank. Incidentally, one of the professors, uh, Professor Paul Lim from the Singapore Management University, came to hear about Mentor Me. I'm not really sure how he heard about it. And he approached my team lead for this project and wanted to know about this. And the more he learned about it and the more mentors and mentees he spoke to, the more he, he was intrigued by it. And 
finally, he, he suggested that, that, that he write this up as a case study in a book that has just been published, you know, and, and the book is called Mentoring Millennials in an Asian Context. And the reason why he wanted so much to feature us as a case study is because mentoring has been a subject he's been passionate about for many years. And to him, Mentor Me as a program utilized many of the principles that he felt uh, spoke and demonstrated good mentoring principles. So yeah, we're really proud of it and got a great, a, a nice copy of it on my desk right now and I can't wait to, to read it. Oh, this is fantastic. The fact that Paul Lim used Mentor Me as a case study in his book is a, is a testament for the success of this program. And also the fact that the number of returnees you have every year for this program is, is, is also a great success, Ivy. Um, so what's the next step? How will you evolve to, to keep it relevant and interesting? Well, it's early days. I don't know. It's been three years, but in the overall scheme of things, three years is probably not enough to say it's a long established program. But we will probably want to scale this across the OCBC group. Already, some of the other countries have shown great interest in modeling Mentomi and contextualizing it to their needs. So, so certainly scaling it across the group with local contextualization would be our plan. But at the end of the day, you know, role modeling and mentoring is such an important way to learn. So if we are able to permeate this culture and slowly build a strong network of trusted relationships, not just within Singapore, but across countries and across cultures, I think that's going to be wonderful. Fundamentally, I think as the world becomes more diverse and you can see so many signs of this awakening of the need to be diverse across the globe. I think Mentor Me is just one very small initiative that will in time allow us to remain diverse and remain strong and resilient as a team. Yes, I totally agree with you, Ivy. It's, it's such a relevant subject and, and a great program, especially during, during these times. Um, and also the way we work and interact with each other have significantly changed recently due to COVID-19 pandemic, unfortunately. So I have a final question to have your thoughts on the future for learning and development. Well, Vargin, COVID-19, you know, I think no one will ever forget 2020. COVID-19 has certainly brought virtual learning to the forefront. And well, we are all very happy about the speed of acceptance to virtual learning. So you could say that that's one good thing to come up from COVID-19, if nothing else. So, but when it comes to virtual learning, our next step is to engage the global L&D teams in creating a more expansive virtual learning community. Imagine if we can connect Singapore with China and Indonesia with the United States. That would mean we not only create a global learning audience and a global learning culture, but we would be able to tap on a global pool of subject matter experts. With this, we get scale, reach, a diversity of content, experts and learners. And I think this will be a truly exciting next space for us. But we also believe that whatever happens in the virtual space, there will always be a place for learning that is sited in a physical location. As you mentioned in the introduction, Bargain, we, we do have a very beautiful 10-story campus in the middle of the city. 
and work is currently ongoing to reimagine learning in this space. Nothing can really quite replace the immediacy of play, interacting with the physical world, and you know the just the sheer joy, and some would say the sheer frustration of human contact. So we are right now, and this is also very exciting for us. We are right now experimenting with space concepts, concepts like porosity and serendipity, and how we can engineer the campus space for people to kind of like bump into each other in ways that enrich their own personal learning experiences and not only theirs, but that of others. So we're really looking forward to how the virtual learning world will intertwine and complement the learning that we foresee will be reimagined in the physical space. I also agree, Ivy, that it would be very exciting to build an expansive virtual community. And I think there's definitely a, a space for virtual and physical learning environments. Ivy, thank you very much for taking the time to share your insights with us. It was really interesting to hear how you apply autonomy, mastery, and relatedness to all your learning and development programs, including the highly successful mentor, me at OCBC. I also look forward to seeing the reimagined campus very soon. Well, thank you very much, Vagin, for having me on. It was always lovely to chat with you. And on a subject matter like this, you know, very close to my heart, you know, I could go on forever. So, yeah, I look forward to catching up with you again when all this blows over. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.